name is Patch. I can't tell you my last name. I can't tell you where I live. But I can tell you that this is the X-Files, yeah, a show I, where I, I a handful of weirdos reread every Animorphs book in order. This week I am joined by uh, the most wanted criminal this side of the Endolite homeworld. It's Vivian. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, yeah, it still doesn't get any easier whenever you say every Animorphs book. <laughs> so much. And we're also joined by the most talented Estrine on Earth. It's Kate. Hi. Howdy, y'all. Hey. It's it's still a lot. Again, every time you say that, it's so much. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot, but they're all well. Most of them. Most of them are good. I just don't understand why it bothers you so much to look down the barrel of your own mortality. <laughs> because again, like, you were talking in the chat, being like, oh yeah, we're going to be taking like three to four weeks per book, and it's like, uh, not books, uh, not weeks, uh, months, and then it's like, that's like 60 fucking months. <laughs> it's it's yeah, not going to well, take that um, many months per book. Uh, based based on the math of way. the next one, we're either doing three or four, depending if we're doing six or nine yeah, chapters. Four weeks per book, not four months per book. <laughs> No, that, okay, think yeah, about no, this way. How old will you be in five 40. years if you don't read every <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how the flow of time works. <laughs> no, it is, right? It, reading every Animorphs book and doing this podcast does not change the rate at which time goes. <laughs> okay? Like, we'll be the same age at the end of it regardless. <laughs> I keep telling you, just unmoor yourself from linear time, it's fine. Yeah, my brain doesn't let me do that for some reason. <laughs> it's called dissociating, it's super fun Yay. and easy. I mean, it seems more like ignoring the passage of linear time, or being forced by your brain to ignore the passage <laughs> of linear time. Um, I mean, causality is still happening, you realize, like, things happen that result in other things yep. happening. Like, for instance, I decide to read these books and waste, you know, like, hours and hours and hours and hours of my life. Literally so, hundreds of thousands of hours reading Animorphs and talking about Animorphs. <laughs> okay, yes. interesting. In contrast, I have never not been reading these books, so I have wasted all of my life doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, waste, waste maybe isn't the right word. Um... Because I think that if I, you know, died, when I die, memento mori, um, and I look back at my life, I'll look at this podcast and say, you know what? I'm glad I did this thing. <laughs> this Aww. was an interesting thing that I did. <laughs> on, on our deathbed, it's just, I've done X hours of podcasts, and then you die with a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at Roll20 the other day, and apparently I've played over, like... I forget if it was over a thousand or over ten thousand, but I could honestly yeah, yeah, like it, 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 it's <laughs> something that like of Roll yeah, because like games. my friends and I have been mm. using Roll Twenty since like October twenty thirteen, so like almost a fucking decade already. Yep. And uh, I'm trying. Yep. I'm at three thousand seven hundred seventy hours, so I'd assume it's pretty similar for you, Kate. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mine's <laughs> at uh, fifteen thirteen hours played. Because. <laughs> Most of the Roll20 games I've played, Patch has also been in. I'm pretty sure that most of the... the or sorry, no, no, nobody. It, yeah. Either way, um, I use both names. I, 
Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I just don't know. This is, you know, the podcast. What's the nom de plume? What's the... I don't have I don't one. Know. Like, uh... if you pay attention to the intro, I switch which one I use every week. It's fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... Be, be, okay, being fine, real, there's fine. definitely some times where I'm like, wait, which one did they use this week? <laughs> yeah. It honestly does anyway, not matter. I know, matter. I know. You, one you're more comfortable you said, with You said that multiple times, but I'm still, like, some idiot lizard part of my brain is still like, I, I should use the one that they introed themselves as, right? <laughs> So I, I stick out my hand and I say, give me word, and my brain gives me word, and, and that word there was patch. <laughs> That's so t- like yeah. most of the games. That's how it works. Most of the games that I've played in, patch has been in, most of the games that they've played in, <laughs> I've been in, so... Yeah. Anyway, um, we should get started on the actual thing that we're doing. That's very true, yes. So, Animorphs. <laughs> uh, this week we are finishing off the invasion. We're almost done with book one, starting with chapter 19 through the end. So, we begin in chapter 19, which I'm going to call Zoo Crimes. Um. <laughs> this, this is, weirdly enough, also like kind of the longest chapter in the book, huh? Yeah, like it, it kind of like doesn't have like a good like stopping point, except, you know, obviously where it does, because it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's like eight pages, yeah. so that's really long for this yeah, book. Yeah, I mean, considering mostly the chapter's been like three pages at most. <laughs> I think it has to be because a lot of stuff happens here, and I can't really think yeah. of this, this chapter is going down any other way but a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, everything that happens in this chapter needed to happen yeah. for, I, like, I, you know, the, the drama, I, I the story I guess I just could have seen work. it being, if, like, it breaks, like, as Marco raises his hand out to Big Jim, or, like, as the guards be like, hey, <laughs> you fucking kids. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, like, it, it could have ended, like, yeah. ended there, but maybe she just didn't want to go, like, overly long to, like, 25 chapters, even though it's, like, again, it's, like, it's only yeah. it's only 24 chapters, like, 100 pages. I think you could have, like, another chapter in the same amount of pages anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If, if they had if they had a chapter break there, well, we should... I'll, I'll mention it later. <laughs> you should do your summary. This is not the time. It's all good. Um, so, yeah, we pick up straight where Chapter 18 ended, because we do that a lot in these books. Um, and they head from the mall out to the gardens. We talked a lot about the gardens the other day, so I'm not going to like focus on it, but it's a theme park that also has a zoo in it. Uh, Jake mentions that he borrows notes from classes because he skipped so many classes being a lizard, and I just... <laughs> Bro, you're 12, and you are spying on your principal. Stop being a dork. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are literally trying to break in, like, kind of quasi-break into a zoo to touch a bunch of dangerous animals to then try and do a terrorism. You could you could afford to be uh, like, yep. I, I didn't get the time to do my homework today. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Tobias doesn't want to go because he's happy with being a bird. He doesn't want any other morphs, so uh, <laughs> cool. And I'm like... <laughs> Dude, I know, right? Like, you're you weren't you the one who was all up for murder here? Weren't you the one who wanted to go and Hawks look? Can, will you Hawks, expect to do that Hawks, as a goddamn Hawks bird? Do, Hawks Come can on. do a terrorism. <laughs> Hawks can do a Hawks terrorism do a against terrorism. humans, they, but when Visser Three it, turns into yeah, that thirty foot tall fair. thing that eats Andalites yeah. whole. <laughs> yeah, to be but to be yeah. fair, I mean they they knew about that, but they also weren't expecting him to necessarily be there, mm. and also they weren't expecting him to become a fucking Hydra afterwards. <laughs> Why not? Because they're twelve, and they, they think that they're twelve, they and they think that they can easily go and blow up a well, a much larger place than they expected without having any expertise. Yeah. in, like we'll talk demo- about yeah. it later. Don't... Yeah, we will. 
also, also, um, I also do again, like real quick. Also, like the fact that device is like, I don't want to be anything else. It's like this boy is just the most trans possible, and this is only the first book. <laughs> I do kind of suspect, like, because part of the reason is that they have to buy tickets to get into this mm -hmm. theme park, and they don't seem to have a lot of money. And I think Tobias is trying to get out of it by like, well, just don't buy another ticket. It's fine. Okay. We can save some Tobias money. Could sneak Tobias could sneak yeah, in by I was about to say, like, two of them can turn into really small animals. They don't, they don't fucking no. need to buy tickets. Like, they they can be lizard, and Tobias can be hawk, and they can just get in, and like, okay. Yeah, but they're not criminals yet. Okay, oh, oh, yeah. Give it a few dozen books. Okay, I, well, they'll be criminals <laughs> yeah. by the end of this book, actually. <laughs> but, uh, so, I, I do have one quick question. If one of them it turns in animal form, can one of the others touch them to get that animal's DNA? Or does it not work that way? Uh, no. That, like, they never talk about that at all, so I assume it doesn't happen. Okay. But, I, like, in all 62 main books, it's just never brought up. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if that was possible, yeah, they'd be Yeah, like, they it. must have at one point tried it and been like, oh, I guess we need to touch the actual legitimate animal. Okay. You can't get yeah. it from person with Andalite tech or whatever. It's just yeah. weird that, like, again, this yeah. is the first book, and I'm thinking that, and it's like, why would Katie Applegate never be like, maybe I should address this as, like, just being like, oh, yeah, we tried that, and it didn't work. I, All right. <laughs> I thought they did address that at some point but i might be i might have just put that edited that in my brain because it makes sense i don't remember them doing it but it's a lot of books i guess i could have forgotten something <laughs> yeah uh, yeah anyway um so they're like talking about what kind of animals could possibly fight viscer 3 when he turns into that big andalite eating thing and he's upset or he's worried i guess rather because there's absolutely nothing in the zoo that can fight that thing uh, Marco makes a joke about being fleas and annoying him to death, and he's he's just freaked out because he's never morphed yet, and claims that he's still normal, but uh, this is Marco we're talking about, so no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a kid who winks. Like, you read this? Marco winked. No one winks. Uh -huh, yeah. No one winks! It's, yeah. Anytime that you're winking, you're actually just saying wink. <laughs> you're not actually doing it. <laughs> Yeah, no. In in real life, no one winks. Marco winks. Yeah. No one else does. Uh, Jake tries to punch Marco again because this is the 90s, so we're into toxic masculinity. Uh... It's good nature, though. It's... Good nature does not make punching less of a punch. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, so then Jake talks about the zoo a lot. We're, we're just going to skip right over that. But Cassie takes them to what they call the main building, which is remarkably not descriptive at all. It's, uh, it's, I guess, where they keep all the animals that don't have to live outside. It's designed to be like a rainforest, so it's kind of like a lizard building, but it's where all the animals are. It, it's a reptile house, but for all the animals. <laughs> um. well, the Dallas World, Aquari Dallas World Aquarium is kind of like that. It's got, um, like rain, mostly. It's, it's weird because there's, like, monkeys and stuff in it, so it's not really just an aquarium, even though it's called that, but, um... <laughs> It is, it is one big rainforest building, so I can kind of see what they're getting at there. I guess you had to make it be a little less obvious that it's uh, Bush Gardens, even though every other descriptor is that it's Bush Gardens. <laughs> yeah. It does mention during this description that there's a part of the zoo where you can get close to some of the safer animals, and they just do not even try for this. They're, they straight up immediately start breaking the rules. Well, because they, <laughs> they need animals that have guns. <laughs> they need animals that have firepower, not 
They don't need to pet like a, a otter as much as it would be cool to be an otter. <laughs> you know, those animals with guns on them. Yeah. When you are in a fight, options win that fight. Like if there's that one point in this game, in this like this game, this uh, book series where one of them doesn't like turn into a big animal and then they mount a fucking laser gun to the back of them for another one to shoot, then that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but like, in my mind, options win fights. Just even if you're not going to use it for yeah. this mission, picking up all the mountain goats or whatever is going to be important. Yeah, it, but it's... they do not. They immediately just decide to do the thing that might get them kicked out forever. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, mountain goats can climb shit. What if you need to climb a mountain? Yeah, it's, or something? It's... mountain goats can ram you with their heads. It's super damaging. <laughs> even if it's not a it's combat not... form, it's still going to hurt. Yeah, I feel like the, the main the main advantage of a mountain goat would be mobility. Yeah, yeah. but even then, at better. that point, if you need mobility, just be burned. Also, the ability to detect that mineral. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Cassie just takes them into the back of the, the zoo area, which I guess does not have a lock on it at all. It's not yeah, also, or anything. Yeah, also that. So. <laughs> like, they just go behind the scenes. Like, it's not even a case of, like, there's, like, a pin pad and she knows the pin because her mom works there, or, like, she has an RFID badge to get in because she, like, has zoo access or whatever. It's just, yeah, they just don't bother. They don't give a fuck. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. So, the, the plan is, if someone stops them, then they're here looking for Cassie's mom, which I don't think anyone would really buy, but whatever. Also, her, um, they stop us multiple times. Her mom is a doctor. Why would she be, like, I guess it would actually. Yeah, I guess she might be in the surface tunnels to go to the different exhibits from the back. <laughs> but still, like, yeah, her mom's a veterinarian. You would, th you would think so... she would be in like the vet area, like the clinic that they have <laughs> for the animals, rather than just walking around. I, I, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably paid visits to the exhibits or something. Like Cassie's already obviously been here yeah. before because she yeah. knows how to get there. Yeah, she knows She's where like... the door is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So she takes them immediately to a door in the hallway and reveals that uh, there is a gorilla in this behind this door. Uh, he he's like a transfer gorilla, so he's got his own private room for now until he gets acclimatized to this new zoo. And uh, they basically bully Marco into <laughs> becoming a gorilla man. Um, by essentially, the, but they give him this gorilla an apple, and this is good enough for the gorilla to be distracted so Marco can just grab his wrist and acquire his DNA. Uh, you so. should have call, cool. called this one... I wouldn't grab a gorilla's call, wrist. I would touch a gorilla You should have called this shoulder. one Marco Returns to Monkey. <laughs> well, he hasn't yet. He hasn't morphed. Well, but they're yeah. bullying him into doing so by uh, attacking his masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, just revert to a monkey. It's fine. <laughs> Cool, all the kids are doing it. <laughs> yeah, so while he's doing this, he's got his arm stuck through the bars of the enclosure and touching the gorilla's wrist and everything. And then a uh, guy comes past in a golf cart and he's just like, Hey kids, what you doing here? It's Cassie. Have a good day. And takes off. He does not care that Marco has his hand yeah, in the gorilla pen. Yeah, he really doesn't. <laughs> like, I, I was expecting there to be like some reveal that all these guys are yerked or something. <laughs> that they're just like don't give a fuck because eh, kids are kids are gonna be kids we're here to literally invade the planet what's the matter if they get killed 
Nah, I don't think these guys are yerks, because if they were, it would be too easy to draw the line between these kids were touching a gorilla and a gorilla. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Cassie, after they... It doesn't actually ever say they closed the door to Big Jim's enclosure, but I'm gonna assume they did that and didn't just leave it standing open. Um... <laughs> Cassie sort of gives them the layout of the back tunnels here, and Rachel takes off because she wants to be a dolphin because she loves dolphins, because she's a girl in the 90s. Um, <laughs> and Probably has one of those. What was the, the, the fucking... The Lisa uh, Frank? Lisa, Lisa, yeah, Lisa Frank dolphin. Uh, like, binder cover. Absolutely, yeah, the hyper-colored neon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh... There's a little discussion there, because Marco thinks that they should get more powerful animals. Again, they didn't really talk about this before, but since he's got a gorilla, I guess he's feeling like he's got well, some I mean, some the kids now. the kids are only like five or six years ahead, because, I mean, Echo defeated aliens, so Dolphin is powerful. <laughs> That's a weird pull, referencing Echo Defender of the Future. <laughs> it's okay. There's, there's, there's someone in... Um in our uh, RPG group that will not will not stop talking about Echo. <laughs> I feel like Defender of the Future was also the last Echo game, right? <laughs> I didn't know there was more than one. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, there were like uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, yeah, there were five. It looks like there was one that was playing called Sentinels of the Universe that was cancelled. Uh, oh, a playable build of the game was leaked online in 2016. <laughs> Yeah, it was only, it was it was canceled because of Dreamcast dying in two thousand one. Fair enough. Um, so a uh, security guy shows up, and he's the first person who's been bothered about all these kids being in the back room, and presumably about the gorilla cage being open. But uh, Jake tells everyone to split up because he's trying to do the leader thing, since Tobias told him he was the leader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is apparently really old because Rachel does mention he looks like her grandfather so <laughs> um, yeah they, they take off and Jake and Marco stick together and I guess Tobias is here so they did buy him a ticket even though he was complaining about not wanting more morphs um, and they steal a golf cart so that they can get away from the guard faster <laughs> Jake and Marco do I mean but the thing is, Marco cannot drive. He's so bad at this. He's... Uh, what, <laughs> I don't even... What, uh, when you pick uh, Jake and Marco in Double Dash, what's their exclusive item? <laughs> uh, slamming into the wall at full speed. <laughs> so it's a speed boost, but it's uncontrollable. You can just barrel into other people, but usually it's going to just fuck you over instead. I can, I can uh -huh. see it. That's Mar that's, Mar that's You can turn, yeah, that, but it's always that's... in the opposite... It's like randomly in the opposite direction to which way you want to go. Mario yeah, that, that's a that's a Mario Kart ass bullshit item. I I, I accept it. <laughs> yeah, and then when he does his corners, he corners so hard that Jake literally falls out of the cart and has to run to catch up with it. <laughs> so, you, you need like... to hang on while you're trying to get the blue sparks. <laughs> Mar Marco trying to just snake thread the entirety of these uh, corridors like it's Mario Kart DS. <laughs> Uh, Mario Kart DS was good, but also fuck all those people trying to just abuse the physics. Yeah. I liked every time that I managed to be the snaker, even by not snaking. <laughs> they always rage quit because they were so pissed. Yeah. So they bump into a couple more guards. They're, like, they can see them down the end of the hallway they're in, and what they decide to do is instead of charging them with the golf cart, they just ditch the golf cart and leave it there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they find two doors. Uh, pick one. 
and there is a rhinoceros there. For some reason, they do not acquire the rhinoceros. I don't know why. It's just right there, like, in front of the door, within hands... With <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right there. Yep. Uh, minor spoilers, Jake is going to get a rhinoceros later, so I don't know. He, he could just do it right here. Oh, I, th I thought uh, you had, yeah, when you had yeah. said that it was Rachel or Cassie that had the rhinoceros as battle form. Um, gonna minor spoilers again. They all get rhinoceroses. Okay, fair. <laughs> Rhinoceri? Rhinoceroses? I don't know. <laughs> if it's anything like octopus then either is acceptable. Fair enough. So uh, they, they run through the other door because they're afraid of the rhinoceri, and they find themselves in an animal enclosure. Like, there's people over the railing looking down into the enclosure. So they're they're in, like, a jungle environment, and they hide in the bushes so the people up top can't see them. But they don't know what's in here with them. And then they start to speculate because uh, the guards didn't follow them into this room, so that could be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> but also the walls on this enclosure are about 30 foot high so that's that that's like they're seriously worried about that and then jake sits on a tiger <laughs> <laughs> i was confused by the physics of that situation because if i, I feel like if someone sat on a tiger they would just immediately get yeah, real Yeah, especially, especially if you're disappearing um, out of nowhere and the tiger doesn't even know you're there and all of a sudden you smack it like that, it's immediately going to turn around and just swipe at you. Also, uh, update, <laughs> apparently rhinoceroses, rhinoceros, and rhinoceri are all acceptable. <laughs> Never heard rhinoceros. <laughs> Very good, good to know. That'll be important be, later. By the end of Animorphs, we will be putting out a quiz for everybody listening. <laughs> Based on based on the random <laughs> on, Google searches on... we make in the course of this, it this will be on the test. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, so. That's the end of the chapter. I will say it does say that he didn't sit down on the tiger. He like squatted down, so he's got his. He's not like putting all his weight on it. He just happened to. <laughs> it, it is physical contact, but it's not. Anyway, uh, so this will take us to chapter 20, which I'm going to call An Unbelievably Lazy Tiger. Um, <laughs> so this, uh, Jake immediately knows, upon seeing it, that this is a male Siberian tiger, which is 10 feet long and 700 pounds. That is pretty good for a tiger. They usually hit about 500, yeah. so... <laughs> also, Jake, why are you staring at the tiger's crotch? <laughs> Like, in this moment of realizing there's a tiger right near you, why are you focusing on whether it's a boy tiger or not? <laughs> because because Jake does not want to lose his dick. Jake! He's very interested in maintaining his, his male status. He's already been a lizard, it's fine. <laughs> <sighs> um... So Marco immediately proves that he has never had a cat in his life and suggests that they run. So, because <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work. It's a cat; it'll get you. Um, but this tiger is basically just sitting there, not really paying attention to them at all, despite the fact that they're right there. Um, Marco does say he thinks that the tiger has noticed them, but it really is not. Like it does not seem to care that they're here whatsoever, and. Jake's bright idea here is that he's going to acquire this tiger because that will, as established, put you in a trance. And um, yeah, he just kind of reach over and puts his hand on the tiger, 
like specifically Tiger's flank, which is dangerously close to the stomach. Again, these guys clearly don't have cats. <laughs> but this tiger just I don't know what his deal is, but he absolutely does not care whatsoever that there are children touching him. <laughs> yeah, I mean like you said, like as dangerous as like cat tummies are, tiger tummy is like very much a like, well, I could either uh get to say that I got to pet a tiger tummy or I could die. <laughs> big trade-off yeah like... <laughs> from what i understand big cats act mostly like small cats the thing is that the things small cats do <laughs> big cats do better <laughs> will kill you yeah. because they're small and big cats will kill you because those things will kill you if they're big that's almost exactly it yeah behavioral studies have indicated that with the exception of lions big cats are almost exactly identical in behavior to house cats so but that, that the, the only real reason you can't have a tiger as a pet, apart from needing to feed it 20 pounds of meat every day, is that if it decides to whap you for fun, it'll knock your head off. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a talent. <laughs> they do not know their own strength. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but this specific tiger just... I feel like Marco could have acquired it too, because it does not care. It's it's so apathetic. So... so... And... But if Marco acquired it too, Jake wouldn't have the special tiger. So they all have to have different <laughs> uh, ones so that so that we could have some kind of characterization. So, so new for question: them. Uh, Can they get the DNA from an animal at the same time? Like if one of them has it in a trance, can another grab them know. as well? I, I think they do that at some point in the future. I think they usually take turns, but I don't honestly remember. Okay. <laughs> I don't see a reason More why than... they wouldn't be able to, but. Because it'll make the animal's brain explode <laughs> from all of the... Like, the Too much teenager in my brain flat. <laughs> They're taking all my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna now immediately think they're taking all my DNA whenever I have to have blood drawn next. <laughs> Completely different scenario, but it's like, gonna be like, no, they're taking mine to, de- to morph. <laughs> And so, uh, Jake has acquired the tiger, it is in the trance, they have ten seconds to get out of here. There is fortunately a ladder in this enclosure, so their plan is just to run over there and get out- and get out of the enclosure before the tiger gets out of the trance. Why don't they just go back through the door? They're right there! Because the guards yeah, are Yeah, but I feel like in the case of risk running from a tiger in its enclosure, or risk getting thrown out of the zoo, you go with the ladder, right? <laughs> But they have ten whole seconds to get out of there before the tiger wakes up. It's fine. Yeah, that's definitely not a case of, like, the animal pursuing you is really fucking fast and can jump high. <laughs> like, at this point, both of them... Ha- well, no, I mean, it is fine, Both though. of them have a battle morph at this point. They could just be like, yeah, sorry, and get kicked out. It's fine. Instead, <laughs> no. I don't think you would get a yeah, sorry, and get kicked out for jumping into the tiger enclosure. You're gonna get taken in for a lecture, if not arrested. Yeah, they're teenagers. I don't think they can actually arrest teenagers, right? Oh, yeah, okay. they can. They super can. That's what Juvie's for. They oh, fair. S- yeah, yeah, they super can. <laughs> yeah, so they take off for the ladder and then discover that there is actually a second tiger in this habitat. Because, yes, obviously, there's almost always two tigers. They get lonely. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this second tiger is going after them immediately. It is not lazy like the other one. 
but fortunately, I guess Jake and Marco are so fast that they managed to get up the ladder, because tigers can make about a 15-foot vertical leap if they have a running start, and it does not manage to catch them on the ladder, so... I see, they, they, they're both, like, weird druid rogue multi-classes at this point. They have, unca- they have a uh, cunning action, so they can dash as a bonus action. <laughs> yeah, they're just the fastest ladder climbers in history. But yeah, people who are watching the exhibit definitely do see this tiger attacking them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they just kind of merge into the crowd, and somehow no one stops them and checks them to make sure they're okay. But well, it works in Assassin's exactly. Creed, so like, why would yeah. it work here? You know, <laughs> it doesn't work in Assassin's Creed unless you find a group of guys who have the specific monk hoods on. <laughs> No, sometimes you can just be like hanging out like the courtesans and nobody notices that there's uh, a guy with a hood with a bunch of weapons on him in the midst of these ladies. <laughs> Too distracted by the boobs. Uh, yeah, so they, they uh, head out to the front gate because they're leaving already, which understandable after what they just experienced. And uh, Rachel, Tobias, and Cassie are there, so I guess they're done also. And they uh, they take off. Um the other three, they had just, like, gone around acquiring stuff while the guards were distracted with the kids in the tiger habitat. <laughs> but the most, the weirdest part about this to me is that Jake mentions that none of them believe that they were in the tiger habitat, which, like, this is explicitly what they were here to do. Why would you not believe them? Yeah, like, I mean, if you... <laughs> also, there's, like, actual proof later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, like, being like, hey, let's find a place real covert and I can show you that we are in the tiger enclosure. Blam, here's a tiger. <laughs> or on the news today when they report that someone yeah, was in the tiger oh, enclosure. Yeah, that would definitely be on the news <laughs> of, like, two teenage boys were found fleeing from the tiger enclosure at the gardens. <laughs> Like, it's a good thing this is the 90s, because today that would immediately be on, like, TikTok, yep. yeah, on Twitter, absolutely. Like, yeah, like, like, it, like, immediately the Yurks would find out who two of the Animorphs are just based on seeing those kids all over the internet being like, yep, that's easy. One of them was a gorilla. Like, well, we can't <laughs> yeah. deduce that this one was a gorilla, but this one wasn't, these two were in the tiger enclosure, and then there was a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like, v- Visser 3 is, like, scrolling down TikTok. Visser <laughs> like... 3 doom scrolling. Please just, please just Wait log off, Visser 3. <laughs> like, another, some jerk being like, guy, just please turn off your phone. He's like, no, I need to find them. Visser 3, Visser 3 is definitely the kind of person who he's, would Google he's, himself. Oh, absolutely. He's absolutely a reply like... guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that will take me to chapter 21, which I'm going to call Hanging Out. Um, Jake is back at home, and uh, they're having a family dinner, sit down, no TV, which Jake is kind of miffed about. He wants there to be TV on during dinner, I guess. Um, he also mentions here that his mom hates TV unless it's one of her favorite programs, so it's one of those kind of families. This this, this scene here is like the most sitcom-y thing. <laughs> It's, it really doesn't match the... Re- like, okay, so I, I get that it's, like, you've got the contrast with Jake knowing that Tom is a controller and this, like, nice family moment. Mm-hmm. But it's, the nice family moment is something that would be, like, on... I don't know. Full House? <laughs> is that... A, is that I don't watch these things. Uh, so. I don't think this would be a Full House scene. Full House is a little bit more about how all the children are absolute monsters. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard this. Well, no, that's not true. It's... it's more about how the younger two children are absolute monsters, and the oldest child gets in trouble for being near people who get in trouble. <laughs> I really can't say that. I've ever watched much Full House. Like, I did not know it's really just that, where it's like, yep, sucks to be the oldest one, apparently. <laughs> Uh, for some mysterious reason, oldest. as a young child, I was extremely into the Mary Kate and Ashley extended ouvoir. <laughs> mm. I mean, to be, to be fair, they were fucking everywhere back in the nineties. <laughs> like, you cannot you cannot get past like a comedy or whatever, like uh, like one of those like sitcoms or whatever, without one of them possibly being there, or really both, just because they were twins, so they could easily pretend to be each other. Uh, they didn't do a lot of TV. It was mostly just Full House. They did a bunch of their own movies, though. Oh, and oh, the right, book series, I, I, that was what I was really into. Right, I was thinking of stuff like The Parent Trap, right? Because that's them. Um, I th- was I, it? I think it... I mean, Lindsay Lohan did A Parent Trap but... in the 90s. Because, <laughs> like... But, yeah, it was just, like, her twice. She oh, was it? Both, oh, yeah, I thought of, it was actually... Uh, oh, okay, I thought yeah. it was, like... Huh, okay. Oh, okay. Erin Aaron McKay was apparently her double in that. Uh, what? I'm actually pretty sure that Mary-Kate and Ashley are just the same <laughs> person who's, like, filming it to be two people. It's, it's like you watching, like, uh, Back to the Future 2 and you're, like, trying to see, like, the cuts to when some other actor is, like, playing Marty, yeah. his uh, daughter, or his like, son in, like, different, from, like, from behind because he played all of them in, like, the scenes where they actually had to talk. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you ever notice how there's always a, ver- a vertical object between Mary <laughs> Kate and Ashley? That's where they splice the film together. Yeah, oh, right, because I also think Marty played his dad in two, because I think they couldn't get the actor that played his dad. So it's like, it's him, like, upside down in that, like, spine-adjusting thing as his daughter's, like, talking to him from behind. So it's like, I was like... Because, like, this is all a thing because that was actually playing multiple times when I was in the hotel during my, like, eight days of homelessness stuff. So, like, I was watching it with my mom at yeah. times, and I was like, yeah, it's him, it's Michael J. Vox playing all of them, so I'm, like, I'm, like, watching closely, being like, where are the cuts here to see when they change the actor? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was like, I think I saw one there when, yeah. like, his daughter turns her back to talk to him playing his dad, and I'm like, I think that's when they would have cut this, because, like, it's, like, a point where, like, his, the uh, person playing, like, Lorraine in all the movies, like, walks in front of her, so I think that's when the cut happens. <laughs> but, yeah, I couldn't... <laughs> Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's especially hard to be the older brother in this situation because you have a slug in your brain controlling your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always so, pretty rough. I don't think that has anything to do with, like, old, I don't think it's a typical older brother thing. I don't have any siblings, so I don't know. Nah, I would um, say, I'd, but I don't I'd think say that's, that's pretty typical. accurate given my elder brother. <laughs> Wait, okay. where, where's the right. 90s sitcom of like uh, multiple family members are brain slugged and like the kids are trying to figure it out <laughs> like just not noticing it <laughs> just to complete the divergence uh, How the West Was Fun was the best Mary-Kate and Ashley movie um, anyway so <laughs> they, uh, they have this conversation about what everyone's doing tonight and Jake their dad thinks that Tom has a girlfriend because he won't teach Jake basketball moves. I'm skipping a lot of this scene because it's not super interesting, yeah. but Jake's mom does force him to eat broccoli. Remember that for the future. It's very important, like 20 books from now. Is it? Um, I thought it was just the general, like, oh, he's 12 yeah. and therefore broccoli bad. <laughs> no, because, no, it's super because important. Because it's full of... 
because it's full of trace minerals and vitamins you can't get anywhere else. Broccoli is unique in that it contains nutrients that only exist in broccoli. Okay, okay. Broccoli maybe this should have been highlighted. Exactly, maybe yes. this should have been highlighted in the book in the <laughs> yeah. Red Legend of Zelda text. Then I remember it as being something important. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, pretty much. I, I also I also have to say I have opinions on this because I like broccoli. Broccoli is good. <laughs> I prefer it raw. I prefer it raw, but I do enjoy it, and so. You know what? I'm, I'm going to come down on this. Broccoli is good. I'm 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 naming my stance there. It will become more relevant. Yeah, I'm, later. I'm one of the weird people where like I I like the top part. I don't like the stem for some reason. That's it. Okay, well good. I've never really liked the stem. So like that's just been the thing that's persisted as a kid. Where like even like when I get Chinese food, so, I'm mostly seeing like the tops of the broccoli and leaving the stalk more or less. So it's Patch and I on opposite sides of this issue, and then you're standing in the middle. Oh no, so I'm the centrist here, fuck. <laughs> it's... Listen, it's not that I have strong feelings against broccoli specifically. I just, for physiological and dietary reasons, cannot eat most vegetables. And broccoli happens to be part of most vegetables. <laughs> That's a bummer. I, I, I understand that, but Patch, Patch, could you, like, come, like close real quick just a second i know we're in like uh you know a podcast we're like remotely recording but could you present for a second just come yeah sure what's up it's it's funny <laughs> pretend that you don't like it that's like it's, that could be the joke oh you're right you know? yeah okay it's like yeah, the, it's, okay. okay sure yeah yeah okay um yes i hate trace minerals i don't care if i die without them <laughs> Patch holding up a sign that says "fuck trace minerals." <laughs> Pro- single person protest. That's that Overwatch character, right? Uh, yeah, uh, wouldn't surprise me. Trace, really, would, trace really minerals. would not surprise me at this point <laughs> if they announced that Trace's last name is Mineral. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um. So Jake is like he's basically trying to provoke Tom because he's still even now is like sort of in denial that Tom is a yerk despite everything and so he's like trying to get him to, out there to play basketball instead of leaving to go to the sharing meeting but uh, obviously that's not going to happen because the brain slug has to go eat or it will die so <laughs> <laughs> so Tom leaves because he's busy being a yerk and also a jerk and uh, he, so Jake calls around to Tobias and Rachel to let them know that uh, he Tom has left. It's time to slip into action. But uh, when he calls Cassie, she's not home. She she didn't come home for dinner, and she just went out to feed animals and didn't come back. And also, she's not out riding the horses, because they're all in their stalls. Which does not preclude the fact that she could be just running around as a horse, but her mom doesn't know that. Um. Well, I feel like she would notice if one of the horses <laughs> uh, was outside, and also B had cloned itself off another horse. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, Jake just makes up basically the worst excuse possible, saying, I'll bet she just saw some injured animal or something and went off to rescue it. <laughs> like some kind of, I don't know, animal-specific superhero. Like some kind of kid who doesn't have easy access to two veterinarians who could very easily help. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Either way, Jake heads to the school then, and I guess somebody else called Marco, because Jake sure didn't, but he's here. And uh, Tobias is there also, but he's already in bird mode, and Jake is very mad about this, on account of the two-hour limit and not knowing how long this is going to take, and, like, it... 
Jake is so emotional in this book about Tobias being a bird all the time. It, I don't... It feels like he's jealous in a weird way, and that's definitely not what's intended. But every time Tobias is a bird, Jake gets so mad. Jake, Jake like... just wants to try some of that uh, Hoxley placement ther uh, therapy. He, he's, <laughs> he's really considering it based on how he's seeing Tobias is liking it a lot. <laughs> but but he's also just a little bit hesitant, being like, well, it's, it's some of these changes you can't change back for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, Rachel suggests that actually maybe they shouldn't do this tonight after all. Maybe they have to go figure out what's up with Cassie. And Marco says that probably she's just scared, but they don't super believe this. So Tobias shows up and perches on Rachel's shoulder, which I think is the first time this ever happens. And it, like Jake is very surprised that Tobias would perch on Rachel's shoulder specifically. I don't know why, but she like rubs her head against him almost like a cat. So... <laughs> We're... Because she's pretty and he's a loser. <laughs> they, they really are just like hammering at home of like these two are kind of into each other already, huh? <laughs> yeah, they are 12 and yeah. they're already like nuzzling each well, other. It's, like, that's around, <laughs> I didn't, I that's around the age of, that's, starting that's around so the early. age when like hormone stuff starts to kick in, so. Like, Not when you're a bird. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Does being an an, does being an animal uh, slow down uh, like the onset stuff that happens from like hormones and stuff? <laughs> well, if you're saying that hormones affect your whatever mental interest in girls, that wouldn't like because he would have bird hormones, not humans, so he wouldn't. Yeah, but all animals want to fuck. <laughs> at this point, at this not point, humans. it seems like a lot more. I mean, it's, at this point, it seems a lot more like just emotional. You know, yeah, they're, exactly. They're, uh, t t Tobias has found a source of support who is not um, a not know, a dick to him. Uh, <laughs> has has a level of 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 strength that I think he like would like to uh, emulate. Yeah, em emulate. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, or that that. I, I I could see how Rachel would make him feel more sturdy. Like he, his 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 life has been very um, you know uh, chaotic here yeah. and there, and chaotic exactly. And meanwhile, Rachel sees someone who's in legitimate need of some friendship, um, some some companionship, and she uh, like she's even though she's a they both agree that sometimes so... you just gotta murder to to get to save people. Yeah, it, it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah too. That's too. They also they also hit it off because they had like similar opinions on how this this whole thing should go. Yeah. So I feel like there there's there's precedent for it. They could have found some kind of level of connection there. I don't necessarily think it's romantic yet. I I mean, I. I, there's like a tendency whenever we see like two, like a, uh, a boy and a girl being physically close in media, we think like, oh, they have to be romantically involved right now. And they will be later, uh, more or less. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, like for now, I don't know if, 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 it, if it's really touching that. It's more like, a, oh, will they, won't they? That kind of thing, you know. I guess that's fair. Which... I just feel like, and maybe this is me and my extraordinarily ace experience but at that sort of age that 12 13 age range i don't remember people like 
being physical like this at all. Maybe a hug at best. I do. I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, that happens. <laughs> that happens. Me being, you know, very much not ace, very much not arrow, very much a loser in middle school. I noticed it. <laughs> Girl hugged me once when I was 13 and it messed me up for days because no one had ever touched me before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't say I never really noticed that uh, stuff either, but also I was way more con uh, worried about, like, when Wind Waker was releasing back at that age. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they all, they go into the school because Marco is aware of a window in the science lab that doesn't lock, so they just crawl in through the window, and, uh, yeah, they're, they somehow the controllers are getting into the school that doesn't involve crawling in through the window, because there are people heading into the closet, so, um, Rachel's big plan here is basically that, uh, the controllers there's probably enough of them that they don't just know each other, so they just walk in with their faces on, and everyone can Which see them. Which immediately brings up, why didn't they just follow the other ones flooding into the school normally, Revan had to sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. And then down the hallway, uh, they see a couple more people coming in, and one of them is, like, being dragged. Not into it at all. So... Jake asks Tobias for help with his hawk's eyes because it's dark and Jake can't see, never mind the fact that Tobias can't either. Um, <laughs> Tobias, what do your hawk eyes see? They're taking Cassie to the pier! Exactly, yeah. This is where they find <laughs> out that the controller policeman from earlier in the book has captured Cassie because ACAP. <laughs> and that's the end of my chapters. Yeah. Uh, and just like you said, like, all these basically just keep flowing from one to the other, because, uh, chapter 22, which I'm gonna call Arrivals and Departures for a, uh, airport joke, <laughs> uh, as the kids decide to continue on towards the pool, hoping that the overbound sea are controlled by these sides of presence. You know, they have, like, a brief freak out of, like, oh no, Cassie, but then they're like, we should just go along with this and continue, just try to get her out. Uh, Tobias basically just continues staying in its hawk form since there's enough time for him to apparently use two actions to, or no, not even. He could he could unwild shape and wild shape back in the same round. It's a bonus action and an action. <laughs> well, I think it's not made super clear in this book, but I think sometimes morphing can take like up to a minute. So that's fair. <laughs> it's super inconsistent. Sometimes it takes a minute if the plot requires that. Sometimes it takes like 10 seconds if the plot requires that. In this case, it happens really fast. I think maybe it has to do with however, like, what, like, the degree of danger you're in. That's possible, That's the only yeah. thing that makes any sense to me. Like, if you have more adrenaline in your system, it oh, goes I, fast. Yeah, I was going to think the opposite. Like, if you're in, like, a dangerous situation, you're too distracted to focus on it, so it takes longer to morph out compared to, like, if, well, if you're... Too. Except that later on... They're gonna morph. They're gonna morph fast. Well, and they're gonna this do is it, also like to be fair. This is also still like what a week or so at most since they got the powers. Yeah, yeah, not even. Not even yeah, <laughs> it's been pretty quick. But like, uh, yeah, it's it's just a case of like they could like their plan is to walk normally towards them. Like so, presumably they're not running. So like by the time that they would get to the closet, I feel like Tobias would have enough time to, at the least, maybe unmorph to join them. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just my own brain thing that makes me have terrible spatial reasoning, but, like, 
the 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 distances in this chapter don't make yeah, sense to me. Yeah, it's a little bit now wonky. Sorry, just now that I think about it, it's not even three days, really, because day one is in the evening, that's getting the powers, day two is Cassie Horse and Beach Party, and day three is break no, into a no, zoo I think, and attack I the think Yorks. it's... <laughs> was it... Oh, did the book start on Saturday? Or was it Friday? I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was Friday or Saturday that it started, and then, like, yeah, Sunday would have been... Like their whole like yeah we should uh yeah go to the beach party and then the next day was the school which is still the same day. Uh, book starts Friday night. You're okay, correct. so it's like four days. <laughs> so still, it's, been, it's not been a week at the least. So like they can't do this because like spoilers. I looked at like a little bit in book two and by the time that that happens, they're like yeah we've all been able to learn how to like morph clothes a little bit. We could skip over that montage I guess. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it, a little bit of time has passed between them I guess. But in any case, uh, yeah, whatever. Mm. They don't have time for that, so the bias stays in hawk form. Definitely not going to be a problem later. And they all enter the closet and open the secret passage. And inside there, like walking down the staircase, they find what they describe as basically being like a city underneath town, <laughs> basically, because it's like it's a big, like, giant cavern that could fit. As Jake describes it as like you could have the Super Bowl in here and have room for like a bunch of other shit still. <laughs> So it's like it's pretty big, but also that's not like really city sized. <laughs> like this, like the stadiums they use for the Super Bowl are pretty big, but not the city sized. <laughs> like, yeah, they fit a lot of people, but still, they're kids. They, that's their only point of comparison, I guess. Well, well, it's the Super Bowl plus several malls. Oh, oh right, like, I forgot it was malls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Which, like, yeah, that that could be, you know, yeah, small city. I guess. I'm very curious about the Yerk's geoengineering abilities. You would think that this would weaken the structure of the town. Yeah, you know, just They're a little just bit. doing it with regular caterpillar <laughs> Like, they say there's, like, like rented human construction equipment down there. They're not using alien technology I, I, to I wanna, do I want to see the, the person at the Home Depot or whatever having to sell a bunch of this stuff, and it's just, meanwhile, I like the cash register. It's just a giant uh, insect centipede bird, uh, monster buying it. There's... There's there's one like poor Home Depot employee who's been who's been yerked who like his, his entire job is just to be the inside guy at Home Depot. <laughs> be like, okay, you need how many nails? Okay, that's fine. I'm not I'm not finding this suspicious because I know what's going on. This is my entire job. <laughs> this is the first yerk to defect to the size side of humanity because he has experienced customer <laughs> service. Understandable. Exactly. Like yeah. Fucking, you want to help take down, like, capitalism? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> I will help you, centipede man. <laughs> Turn... It turns out that we are an imperialist, hegemonic empire, and we should stand in solidarity <laughs> with the working class of this planet. So, um, I guess, general strike. <laughs> just want to point out briefly that these caterpillar earth movers and stuff that's like heavy duty and construction equipment that's that's bulldozers and stuff there's no way they got mm -hmm. it in through the regular stairs which means they probably had to load these things on their spaceships and then bring them in through the spaceship access <laughs> <laughs> which like then why not just bring like a space space construction equipment down uh, not the like... room on the ship sorry it's just too long that the, the the shipping fees are too fucking crazy it's just easier for us to acquire on site <laughs> <laughs> 
maybe there's like some big entrance something same, same reason why they don't let solid through. snake take anything with him he has to acquire everything on site except the cigarettes which he put in his ass because <laughs> like it's also just, it also describes the uh the city as having like a big hole in the top which through which you can see stars so somewhere somewhere there's just a giant hole in the ground i, I think <laughs> and I if you fall into it, it I don't think You're they necessarily screwed. say it's stars. I think Jake says that he thinks he can see what look like stars. So it might just be like various like minerals or whatever in the top of the cavern. Honestly, that I would think, make more think... sense to me considering what happens with Tobias later in this. Yeah. Book, yeah oh, so. Also, yeah, That's yeah. True. He could just yeah. easily get out that way. <laughs> also, mm -hmm. it's like if he was trying to find the York pool on his own earlier, he probably would have noticed giant hole in ground. Hmm. Suspicious. <laughs> Cool. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's what they find here in this like big, uh, giant city-sized pool. Like, so hey, finally. Hey, hey, Jim. You ever notice how there's this giant hole in the ground that just appeared and people are like down there screaming from it? Yeah, it like, looks like there's like some weird like uh, molten lead down there. Don't worry about it. Fucking shit's weird in this town, I guess. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, in any case, they also notice that there are, like, uh, multiple different service tunnels, so they deduce that the pool basically stretches out across town with a bunch of different secret entrances rather than just the school, because it'd be way too sus to have hundreds of thousands of people floating into a school, I guess. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they also see, like, about what they say is, like, roughly, like, a hundred or so humans and, uh, other hork in cages. Uh, so, unfortunately, not much has changed there in the three decades since kids. <laughs> Still putting people in cages, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically, uh, they figure out that these people are here to basically offload the yurks in their heads into the central, like, molten leaden pool thing for them to have snack time in. And then they're basically just shoved into these cages until it's time for them to be reslugged. Uh, that's horrifying. <laughs> Basically, they basically <laughs> just describe it as like most people are like some people are like screaming and trying to get out most people are just like depressed and crying and it's like yep that's yeah. that's fucked which is like com completely broken by the experience yeah. of having all of their people yeah. taken away Turns from out. yeah <laughs> that's great uh and then jake almost wants to blow their cover by wanting to go after the cop to save cassie and more for him but the others hold him back <laughs> and they're once again <laughs> Almost making terrible decisions Jake's thing. is a, th a theme for Jake in this particular <laughs> encounter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they stop him from doing so because that'd be dumb. And they're once again just like devastated when they watch a woman have her brain slug exit her head and immediately see her start screaming for help. Because I will say, like, I know why they did this scene, because we have to see people regaining their autonomy, mm -hmm. but when this woman starts crying for help, she doesn't talk like a person, she talks like Patrick McGowan in the prison. Yeah, like, she, she straight up says, let me go, you scum. <laughs> you filth, yeah, let me go, let me go, I am a free I, woman, yeah. <laughs> I am not a slave. Yeah, dialogue is not the great, it's not, it's not the strength of these, these books sometimes. I did like the scene a lot better in the graphic novel. Um, oh yeah, I think... It's yeah, just natural, I I didn't I even think about it. like yeah seeing the scene in the graphic novel probably probably way worse for the scripter considering you're actually seeing it. <laughs> it was actually like pretty pretty disturbing in the graphic novel. Yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff is like when the the, the the scene the scene at the beach where like Jake is looking at Tom and you see a moment of like Tom. Oh yeah, being it's, terrified. it's very freaky. Like, <laughs> he's he's still smiling but his eyes are crying. Uh, That's like yeah. how I'm kind of wondering how this would be portrayed in the TV show. 
like that and this. Uh, in heavy well. shadow. Yeah, that yeah, that track. <laughs> yeah. In heavy in heavy shadow with really weird cinematography and lots of puppets. Like three horses uh, total. <laughs> I mean they Yeah. They cuz it's they had, they had a budget of they only had like a few Hork-Bajir suits. Yeah, so they probably just get reused a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even say that there's only like a few like individual cages for the Hork-Bajir. They're not in the same cages as the humans because they're big dumb. That's, that's the thing is, I don't remember the, the Nickelodeon show very much, but it did seem, and it was just like a factor of the budget, I think. It seemed a lot smaller. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Than than the books, the 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 uh, the scale of the invasion in the books seems to be not like gigantic, but pretty massive. Um, the scale of the universe in the books seems yeah. huge. Uh, as as we you know keep going, um, in the TV show it all seems like extremely mm-hmm. small. Yeah, as I recall, and bear in mind, I could be very wrong about this. I think there's about three thousand ish Yerks on Earth right now in the books, and in the TV show, mm-hmm. I think it's more like twenty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Playing the playing the way longer con, yeah. I guess, in the TV show. It's going to be yeah. like a decade long operation, guys, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> it's already mm-hmm. been a decades long mm-hmm. operation. They got here in 1969. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, you know, we were strapped in for the long haul. <laughs> yep. I also forgot it was 69. Nice. <laughs> I know we just have some other point. Uh, in any case, uh, we still have a lot, so we should just hurry up. Uh, yep. Yeah, probably. Chapter 23, yeah. which I'm going to reuse an earlier joke of hawk placement therapy, uh, continues with the scene of them watching others had the Yorks re-entering their heads, only to then see some humans and taxons kicking back watching TV in another area. So, the Home Depot guy is here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, this is how he relaxes after a long day at work. He's just watching TV. <laughs> Uh, and Tobias refers to them as collaborators who the Andalite had said were those who willingly joined the Yerks, which they presume is basically what the sharing does of convincing people that the brain slug is the solution to all life's problems. I, mm-hmm. I do have a question here. Pa- uh, Patch, mm-hmm. don't voluntary hork get retconned later? Yeah, like, as of the... I believe it's as of hork Chronicles. There is no such thing as a voluntary hork host. Oh, but, they are all slaves. But, but, in, but here they only say yeah. it's humans and taxons watching TV. There's no hork here. Here here it says there are hu- yeah. humans and hork There are humans and hork waited on comfortable chairs, sipping oh, drinks, and watching okay, TV. Okay, maybe, maybe I wrote down <laughs> wrong. I wrote taxon. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was taxons that are here. Taxons are nearby, Ta- they're taxons. but they're just kind of okay. hanging out. They're not watching the TV. Just... Yeah, I guess it would be yeah. kind of awkward to have a human and a big centipede on the same couch. <laughs> yeah, can you taxons imagine fighting TV. a taxon for the remote? <laughs> <laughs> like, but... Taxons hate TV because it doesn't have any like, blood or Like the taxon just being like, no, we've already fucking watched uh, Game of Thrones season one multiple times. And it's like, but I want to watch it again. It's like, no, fuck you. You cannot watch you Game of try... Thrones with a taxon. I'm sorry. It's not possible. They would immediately destroy the TV trying to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried to like watch TV when you're really hungry and you can't? Like you like yeah. pay attention to something mm-hmm. because you're so you're you're, you're starving. Well, imagine that like times mm-hmm. a, a yep. billion. <laughs> just constantly hungry. You're not gonna be able to watch this. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks to be a taxon. And also, taxons. the sight of blood turns sends you into a feeding uh, frenzy. Yeah, yeah. That Game of Thrones is definitely <laughs> not the show you want to watch with a taxon. Then <laughs> mm-hmm. just constant bloodletting going on. 
Uh, yeah, but yeah, in any case, the, yeah, the book is like, have depression? Join Brain Slug. <laughs> Solution to all life problems. Don't need therapy. Uh, in any case, device. Yeah. Just need Brain just, Slug. Just, just say yes to Brain Slug. In any case, uh, Tobias continues saying that people tend to believe that they can leave their pain behind by becoming something different. So, uh, just once again, the most trans allegory possible. <laughs> uh... It is, but it's also, like, not true. You would think that these collaborators would realize after a few days stuck in brain slug land that their problems are not getting solved. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, also, it's like, trans people don't transition to escape pain <laughs> that comes from, like, exogenous sources in their life. They transition for, for you know, inherent uh, intrinsic yeah, reasons. Exactly. And, um... Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like that that is one of the ways that the Tobias trans allegory does fall apart because I do feel like to a certain extent he is trying to escape his family situation. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, but you know we'll see more stuff later on that I think pulls it together. Yeah. Um, it's definitely it's definitely I think either either are valid interpretations of That's Tobias's fair. story. In any case, uh, Marco then tosses out something back at our poor boy about him being a bird all the time, which rightfully just pisses him off and he flies off. But basically, just immediately <laughs> comes back with the news that they're just trying to make Cassie into a host right now, <laughs> basically. Uh, yep. And then he immediately leaves again to go check on Tom, because Jake asked him to, and he reports that Tom is in one of the cages, so Jake is at least believed that his brother didn't willingly sign up for having a slug in his brain. They are really mm -hmm. relying on the people never look above a 40 degree yeah, angle for this yeah. chapter. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, it's really dark, just like in the Nickelodeon show, right? So nobody can see Bird. There are no thermals <laughs> in this cave. He is flapping. <laughs> yeah, I actually had that written down later. Like, where the fuck is... <laughs> this must be difficult. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Nobody's paying attention. They're, they're all too busy watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> fine <laughs> in 1996 compared to that being a 2011 yeah 2011 is when it started <laughs> don't worry about it they got they got advanced copies <laughs> if game of thrones had been made in 1996 it'd be campy as yeah it probably would have been a lot better <laughs> maybe maybe it would have ended way like... less dumb <laughs> In any case, uh, they then go and run over near a shed to have covered the morph, where Marco basically just now at this point says he's cool with dying, but please don't let him be brain slugged. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's for kids. Like, it really reads a lot like he is asking, like, like if they grab me, please take hey, listen, me the fuck out, guy. Please, put me yeah. out of my goddamn misery. Yeah, my like, exactly out. what it sounds like he's trying to say here, just, like, in, like, as much of a, like, this is still for kids kind of bit, but it really does sound like he's like, please take the shot, yeah. my guy, if they grab me. <laughs> yeah. This is reasonable. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. No, yeah, it is, it, it is. It's just a weird thing to see in a yeah, book for 12-year-olds. still, better, better to die free than be brain plug slave, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Marco isn't thinking about this, but it's also absolutely the move you have to make, because if that yerk gets away, mm -hmm. then they know everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But in any case, uh, yeah. they are immediately just found by a guy, a hork fisher and a taxon, who to spot them, and they they just immediately give the most sus answer they possibly can, being like, who, who are we, huh? <laughs> like, just basically being like, no, I wasn't in electrical. <laughs> like, I just saw you leaving from there, my guy, he's full of shit. We are literally in electrical <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wanna see the Adam Wars play Among Us with Mr. Three? <laughs> Where's that collab? Uh, but in any case, uh, Jake just notices that Rachel is starting to morph behind them to save her idiot friends because they just cannot lie for their, to save themselves. <laughs> Uh, and then chapter 24, which is very short, that I'm going to call Rachel's KD, <laughs> basically just finishes, <laughs> yeah. like, she finishes morphing into an elephant. I don't know why it takes so long of a descriptor to describe that she's an elephant. <laughs> it's just like, it's like two paragraphs of like, giant leathery stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, elephant, duh. <laughs> because, because they have to nail, nail in how, like, unnatural and disturbing the I transformation guess, yeah. is. Like, this is not... I mean, there, there is that descriptor yeah, later on is... of her, like, mid-morph turning back as she's also hauling her trunk with her. Because, <laughs> like, that was well, Because the thing yeah. is, it doesn't... Reading this now, I've got it pulled up so I can sort of follow along, and it doesn't actually mention that she's an elephant until, like, a page yeah, later. It's just yeah. describing her physically. Yeah, like, this, this whole chapter is really mm -hmm. just describing her morph and then Jake's morph. <laughs> Like, if you yeah. know what animals are, you know what she is, but it doesn't say the word elephant until she's already started killing people. Yeah. <laughs> it, it also, like, it, it, de it definitely adds to, like, the chaos of, like, the feeling mm -hmm. of chaos, you know? Like, especially for the Yerks in this situation, you're just kind of chilling. It's another And then day. all of a sudden, <laughs> elephant. Like, I gotta go down and get my Kondrona. Just, like, every three days, gotta do this. You know, like, it's boring. You know, it's it's normal. It's ordinary. It's mundane. And then suddenly, elephant. Like, you just imagine, like, the one Yurk uh, putting in his time card, just being like, ah, oh, it's been such a fucking long day. I'm just excited to just hang out in the jacuzzi for everybody yeah. else. And then the fucking elephant. <laughs> and it's like, god fucking damn it. I'm off the clock. This ain't my job. Yeah. <laughs> no, not... Not like God fucking damn it, like, oh my god, it's a goddamn elephant, <laughs> holy shit, I guess if they're not in the head of a person anymore, they're like, ah, yeah, I'm at my weakest here, fuck. <laughs> well, the Yorks wouldn't like even know one... what was happening while they're in the pool, they don't have, like, sensory ability beyond oh, the water. Oh, right, yeah, so. yeah, they are just full, there's, yeah, there, they're just full there's, on, uh, like, one the brain's legs in Dimension 20. <laughs> they're like, yep, can't really yeah. tell around me. There's one... There's one guy who's like what an elephant, and then immediately just gets oh, yeah, like tossed yeah. to no. the side. He's like he's like can't yeah, believe it's, what he's it's, seeing. It's, this is just so completely it's just so out much because like it's described as like uh, like the Hork Bashir gets like a slight cut on Rachel, but she just crushes him under her feet, and then she just squishes the taxon. Yeah. Like describing it like yeah, he's just a big uh, gooey disgusting mess. <laughs> that bug just burst. So that's two, that's yeah, two eliminations that, for Rachel, and then a possible oh, no, that one guy for that human that, that, that guy is that definitely dead too. Because okay. like, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, saying like, that on the, the like, No way do you get thrown. No, by an yeah, because like <laughs> the guy is just like dumbfounded, just being like, "What an elephant!" And then like Rachel's just like thawing at him, being like, "Yeah, an elephant, motherfucker!" Grabs him with her junk and just throws him. <laughs> Like that, that. So Rachel Katie. Yeah, that that is man gets yeeted Team Rocket style, and like, the narration from yeah. Jake says he didn't see the man like where he went. So like, yeah, he definitely is dead. Like, yeah, yeah. he's got a. I'm gonna go ahead and keep a running count of how many people each kid kills. I've got it in my notes here, but I don't think okay. we need to call it a KD ratio because they probably aren't gonna oh, die. Yeah, well. yeah, no, their like... KD is gonna be astoundingly <laughs> good. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have respawns okay. in this game, so... <laughs> their, their D can only be one, mm -hmm. but I still think we need to count it. Oh, now I'm trying to think of a, like, uh, acronym for MLG for the kids. <laughs> My god, they, they, yeah, they would be in, they would be professionals in Halo 3. 
I guess if I'm keeping track of this, do we count the uh, the homeless guy that Jake got killed Absolutely. earlier in this book under his list, or is that for the horse? I feel here? like, yeah, I, I feel like if we counted here. like every innocent that dies, we'd also have to basically surmise roughly a hundred from what all, like all the people that get fireballed. <laughs> I think we should we should only count can, like confirm. Also, like we cannot count Fisser Three's like it would be on screen confirmed yeah. deaths. Okay, yeah, Fisser I will threes. add him to the count. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's basically like uh, if we we need to get the descriptor of like them ripping a giant centipede apart to get it to count rather than just being like yeah like a hundred people yeah. died because they got a bunch of people fireballed because they tried to free them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, right now I am establishing a count of one for Visor 3 for Elfangor. If there's anybody else you want me to put on right now, that would be the time. <laughs> I don't uh, think he's actually killed anyone else on screen, because yeah, that was the only I scene mean, he was in. We, I mean, we just, that's the thing, like, we don't, we're not sure as many that he actually just burns alive <laughs> at the end of this. Yeah. The only pretty people, the only people we'll be sure yeah. about are the kids. <laughs> um, and... Well, I can so keep we, an on-screen like, track, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh... Yeah, um... Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in any case, the rest of this chapter is just, uh, Jake describing the power that the tiger has as he morphs into him, because, I mean, at this point he's only been a dog and a lizard, so it's like, yep, this is definitely cool. Mm-hmm. And then he roars at some ongoing hork taunts him in his head about how he's going to maul them, basically, and then just lunges forward with his claws out. That's that entire chapter. It's been yeah. for, it's yeah. very short, just being like, yep, time to murder. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I yep. go killing again. And this I mean, is why I was fair, a Jake again, kid, just but... because I liked tigers. <laughs> like the, yeah. the kids get the kids doing I... me like I'm usually a teenager, but cock's gun meme. Something <laughs> 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 to the doctor. I think that my favorite will always be Axe, but That's very fair. That he doesn't show up until book eight. No book. Seven. I do so. just want to make a quick note that I absolutely hate the descriptor of Jake morphing into a tiger that says, and I quote, the tail squirted out behind yeah. him. It's so terrible. Yeah, that <laughs> great. It's like, I'm just imagining it's like cool, like he's, he's, he's bulking up and stuff, and then you just hear like a <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's my chapters. Um, alright. So that's 20, that brings it to 25, which, um, I've called violence ensues, even though we've already had violence beginning. Yeah. Uh, it will continue in this chapter. Um, so, Jake attacks a hork Bashir as a tiger. Um, Ding. Rachel... <laughs> Sorry? Ding. <laughs> Ding. Rachel continues to wreck shit as an elephant, and uh, Marco as a gorilla. So we have a... Do we need to get... Um, do we need... King Kong I know there'd be way more on. work, but should we have, like, a soundboard, like, ding, just to do that instinctively, that somebody presses that button whenever there's a confirmed kill so we don't <laughs> yeah. say ding ourselves? <laughs> I'm not gonna do that, because last time I tried to install a soundboard uh, in one yeah. of our podcasts, it blew everything up for, like, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Um, so... Okay. I got... Here's the question. When Marco is punching Quirk Bajir, is that killing them? Uh... They're definitely going down. I feel like being punched in the face full on by a gorilla would probably kill you. It's just yeah, that they so... don't get back up. <laughs> so... There's... In this specific case, I'm going to give Marco a point, because it says he swung one big gorilla fist and hit the nearest hork mm-hmm. in the stomach. The hork went down hard, and then he picks him up and throws him. So that one is definitely dead. The rest of them turn and run away, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he, they they end up routing the Hork-Bajir. Uh, Rachel gets another one for tossing a Hork-Bajir up, up on her, like, uh, picking a Hork-Bajir up on her tusks and tossing it back <laughs> over her shoulder. Uh, um... I don't know he might have survived that i don't know probably not in the best shape i'm going to assume and... that that is a kill it, it's not described if yeah. he gets impaled also, by the tusks and I, f- I, f- I feel like if he got impaled he wouldn't be easily like tossed off i don't think he gets impaled i think i think i think she picks him up with the tusks however um if he's in any way permanently injured uh mm-hmm. he'll die yeah, that's how, because... kind of how the yorks go yeah. <laughs> again just remember these 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 kids are uh, murdering a bunch of slaves, basically. <laughs> okay, so they route the Hork-Bajir, make their way toward the cages where the controllers are dis- uh, 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 where the- They make their way toward the cages while the controllers are disorganized. Um, Marco frees the very confused humans and gives them a, th- <laughs> a thumbs up. Um, Tom is the first out. Jake considers briefly sending him a thought message, telling him who he is which very bad yeah such a bad like, idea yes i get <laughs> like, that you want to assure your brother and everything but like if he's recaptured my guy it's gonna go real bad <laughs> yeah the only thing that keeps him from doing this is that rachel is screaming in his head that that cassie's in trouble yeah like um, they are literally about to so dunk her head in <laughs> Mar- yeah marco basically says go go take care of cassie we'll take care of tom and so, um, uh, so that happens. Cassie's already at the end of the pier. Um, humans continue to be infested despite the chaos. I, I would imagine this is because, like, just, like, word hasn't reached them. It's a noisy place. Um, that and, and that kind of level, thing. I feel like every person, every York you get back into a person is another soldier to resist the, the invasion, you know? Yeah, so... so- so if they're that's so, true. responding that's yeah, true. even if they're like oh fuck we, we mm-hmm. like it's it's like the zones you have to have a, mm-hmm. a unit standing on and fire on them to stop reinforcements from showing up <laughs> it's like fuck we need we need yeah. more guys shit <laughs> just grab a bunch of people and dunk them in yeah <laughs> uh jake goes and gets cassie while the others take care of tom tobias starts the assault on the pier by diving down and ripping out of what Bashir's mm-hmm. eyes, yep. which is metal. I'm not going to count that as a kill because <laughs> you can survive that, but that Hork Bashir is definitely dead. Maybe later. we maybe we get to buy his <laughs> because... point five because it's like we, we're not. Yeah, we're not <laughs> sure if that's a kill or not I... because like. You're, well, you're... no, this Hork Bashir I... very like it says specifically that the alien staggers away, clutching the mess where his eyes were. So yes, this yeah. Hork Bashir survives. However, he will be killed later because he's used useless as a host uh, yeah yeah so dang yep <laughs> so yeah the question um, is whether we give that point to tobias or two viscer three for killing his own guys that's why i think that's why i think point five works here uh, because it's like to to to, to, it, to tobias to sets him bias. up to be killed by viscer three basically by mauling this, this him is, this is a common tactic <laughs> this is a common tactic that tobias will I, employ throughout the series I mean, going that's, for the that's, eyes is something that, that tobias that's will just do like a lot. that's just bird logic i guess it's like yes you attack the one thing that you actually can yeah. really do lasting damage to which is squishy eyes makes sense yeah <laughs> and Hawks are specifically like evolved to swoop down and snatch yeah. small things. <laughs> so. Swooping down to grab some eyeballs. Um, <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna. Put... You have to wonder. Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just gonna put the point five on Tobias. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cassie uses that chance to escape, and she morphs horse. 
uh, which I guess is her only. Like, yeah. did she they, get they a said, battle morph? Like, she no, describes no. as of right now, this is the only morph that she has been explicitly described to yeah, have. But, but like Jake says that like mm-hmm. she, Rachel, and Tobias went acquiring more animals while they were dealing with tiger mm-hmm. stuff. So yep. like, presumably she has another yeah. one, but it's just slower than horse to escape, I guess. But, but Cassie is morphing horse for a very specific reason because they want to yeah. get people out, and horses can carry people. Um, however, Visser Three appears, and uh, you know who'da who'da thunk it. Um, they they jump over some taxons on the way, and there's a really cool scene where like up and over, up and over, and then they jump over the the taxons that are that are in their in their path because horses and tigers can jump. Um, he guesses so Visser Three guesses the kids aren't actually animals. There is this taxon who's like, hey, they're just wild animals. Can I eat them? Um, <laughs> and then Visser Three's like. Um, no, <laughs> but, but, I'm gonna kill him because they're actually Andalites. He's wrong, but that does make the most sense. So it makes sense that he would think that. Just wants a snack. Um, yeah. So, as is his general tactic in this kind of situation, he morphs a big-ass monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta love a guy who loves kaiju. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's listen. He's got a thing going. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're a circle of uh, the moon, Druid, you just want to burst out all the big elementals and stuff, right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he said that this one was born on the fourth moon of the second planet of a dying star, come which up, like come up with a, not um, very yeah, descriptive. Come up with like a fucking fancy ass name Did for a planet need... instead of describing this. <clears throat> Yeah, they don't yeah. do that. Do like, that? none of the alien planets have yeah. names. Huh. That's why I say Andalite Homeworld in the intro. <laughs> hmm. I assume that the Andalite Homeworld is called Andal because <laughs> the it is is a is a like place description. Or, or maybe yeah. it's like Andal or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I never say it, but that's what I'm going to assume. <laughs> it's just... uh, so I've called chapter 26, Visser 3 favors style over substance. Yeah, um, see, I would have thought does. like Visser 3 takes a book out of Joe Cat's uh, whole Just Cast Fireball uh, mantra in terms of why, you don't need any other yeah, spells, Just Cast Fireball. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, I, I call it that because the the morph that he he takes while while impressive and big is just about the exact stupidest yeah. thing to be in this situation because you are in a crowded underground space surrounded by your own troops and you morph a big thing with eight heads eight claws eight fire breathing heads that can only really shoot <laughs> fireballs uh, you like, know. i do get it Some I collateral mean, damage gonna when, happen. when there is an elephant on the field you want something big to fight the elephant but <laughs> yes but he also never goes for the elephant. <laughs> this is true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he tries to fire. He tries to fireball um, the the creatures that have dex saved <laughs> proficiency. That being that being <laughs> horse and tiger. There's a, there's, a, there's a nice touch here where as he starts to morph, the horkbajir move away, but the taxons get closer <laughs> because they know that uh, Visser Three is a messy eater. So oh, yeah, we yeah we, saw, we saw that fall. back in like chapter five. Yeah. Like yep, boss will let boss will drop table scraps. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) The cat just hangs out. Um, (laughs) The kids run. Yeah, the kids run along with the humans from the cages. Um, Visser three responds with fireballs. Naturally, Uh, one of these knocks a rider off of horse Cassie. Visser three fills the air with fire, which frankly seems more likely to hurt one of his own men. (laughs) Uh, But okay. (laughs) Um. 
So they keep running. Uh, the taxons close in on them, which tra- traps Tom, and he responds by <laughs> trying to just punch a taxon, <laughs> which doesn't work. Uh, I do want because he's a teenager with human fists. Yeah. I'm not going to give a lot of points for this because we don't see most of it, but we do see Visser 3 kill one human specifically, so he's getting a point for that. <laughs> I mean, okay. yeah. Okay, cool. I wasn't thinking of tracking his kills in this case. It, it's um, a little hard to because but, like he yeah. definitely burns a lot of people alive, but we never get No, he absolutely never get confirmed does, but it only numbers. describes yeah. one of them, so he only gets one yeah. point. <laughs> I, get, I feel like... I feel like Marco, the person like, that got fireballed off sorry. of uh, Cassie's back definitely is dead, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marco suplexes <laughs> a taxon and splits it in half, so ding. Yep. Also, Rachel um, tramples another one. <laughs> yep, Rachel tramples... Uh, yeah, it's con- she it's does. confirmed that Marco's um, playing Final Fantasy VI. He wanted to replicate uh, Sabin suplexing the train <laughs> to death. <laughs> um... Rachel morphs back to, because elephants can't climb stairs. I have to say, the kids are a lot less careful now oh, yeah. as they will be with more with morphing in front of uh, brain slugs, yeah, uh, controllers. <laughs> like, yeah, because cause like like later on it becomes okay. They think we're andalites. If we start morphing in front of them, they're, they're going to know we're kids. Or we're going to know who we are, so we can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Here, Rachel's just like, oh, I gotta climb some stairs, so I'm gonna morph back to human. And I assume that they don't recognize her or what she is because she's still, like, a weird half-elephant thing. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, assume that this is one of the uh, takes-a-full-minute transformations, because otherwise... <laughs> yeah. I think there's, like, some degree of control that you have over the rate of morphing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, because, like, there's there's t- times later where, where they will actually stop mid-morph. Um, but they don't really do that right now. Most of the humans are recaptured or burned, probably killed, on their way up the stairs. Um, Tom, Leroy Jenkins, and Visser 3, who knocks him off the stairs. Jake lunges at Visser 3, because he's pissed and wants Tom back. Gets a good bite in, but then is burned and retreats. They run until they are, you know, free of the controllers. Um, That is the end of this chapter. My last chapter I've titled casualties of war um and it mostly just sums up the situation as it is now the kids run until they escape they win in that they still have their lives and freedom they got cassie back they managed to save a single woman who never <laughs> shows up again who has uh, tons of trauma from seeing people burned alive <laughs> seeing that we... like there was an alien hydra monster and also just oh. never processes anything or tries to find the kids again i guess Alright. <laughs> uh, I'm getting. I'm, actually, uh, so apparently we do. We do see her again at some point. Really? I'm getting that. Fascinating. Now. Yeah. Huh? No, no, I don't know. Um, wait. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, regardless. Uh, at the last thing that happens, basically. Oh, I also want to mention that Cassie. Like, there was the loose end, the policeman that knows that. Cassie is a um sus. <laughs> a policeman that that knows that that cat that Cassie like who Cassie is. Well, he he knows um, that she but not a problem anymore for some reason and Cassie doesn't want to talk about what happened to Should him. Should I give her a point so... for this? <laughs> maybe maybe I... point 0.5 cuz again it's like really implied I guess that she absolutely did the right thing of murdering <laughs> a cop. <laughs> 
the only possible explanation here is that that yeah, guy is like, yeah, like exactly. he died somehow um, during all this basically like whether he got fireballed yeah. or just trampled to death <laughs> yeah not just that but the yurk as well because yeah. otherwise the yurk could you know mm-hmm. tell so yeah I'm, i don't know I, like i'm gonna give this I, we one. don't know that cassie did it i'm gonna i would suggest giving cassie two <laughs> oh yeah yeah the yurk is dead too killed the cop and by process of elimination the yurk as well that's two I, right i think i think she she fucking well, stomped on oh, wait, his hang head on. with that, her horse hoof and that, that brings up a, that brings up a more complicated issue if we're gonna include both because technically the other kids should have doubled because if they well, we don't we don't know yeah, we don't know the that issue. the yurks are dead in that case like that they could they could easily go and get the the yurks out of the controller's heads um but we have to count yurk deaths because there will be lots of very specific yurk deaths later so yeah so i I think you're right i'm gonna give cassie two on this one i'm not gonna Uh bump up the other counts because we don't know what happens to those yurks if they survived or not that's fair i guess i'm just i guess generally in the future I think I'm going to assume that anyone Rachel stomps is an elephant that you're just dead. <laughs> but I'm not yes. going to go back and add extra points for this episode because we hadn't okay. decided that yet. Yeah, I guess I'm just assuming that, okay. like, if okay, you're inside fine. a host when they die, that means the brain slug also dies because they're, like... Nah, they can just get out. It's not Okay, problem. I thought I thought they yeah. did... As, yeah. as long as the brain oh. isn't damaged. Okay, cool. I thought Elfanger had, like, described it as, yeah. like, yeah, they, like, basically take root in the brain rather than just ride along and then can get out if the host dies. Yes, but Elfangor doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Yeah, he seems to know I think a lot. They, they can get out of a, they can get okay. out of a dying host. Um, well, Fungor yeah. likes to uh, mansplain a lot, but that doesn't mean he has the right answers. <laughs> he is, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, kind of young. Yeah. So yeah. he's yeah. Know, he's like thirty-ish, thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tobias shows up at Jake's window and says that he stayed too long in Hawk form. So he's now trapped in that body forever. Um, however, kids, being kids, are still holding out hope that the big blue four-legged adults will show up and save everything. And until then, they're resolved to fight. <laughs> Which, again, very much earlier than I was expecting. Like, I obviously, like I said back on the first one, I knew that Tobias is stuck as Hawk because of that one random book i read a few chapters mm-hmm. of but it's like i didn't think that it was like immediate like end the first book yep yeah no like i was like it is like first, i was expecting it to be book. like maybe like five or six books in or whatever it'd be like oops oopsie doodle fucked it fucked it up <laughs> yeah no it's it's immediate um and they're <sighs> tobias is an interesting character <laughs> say anything more about tobias would definitely be huge spoiler. yeah i don't think we can really um, discuss this for a very long time <laughs> if, I, if i think yeah. you're referring to what i think you are i actually did hear spoilers i guess overall that he later does learn how to transform back temporarily he doesn't learn how to no he super doesn't um no he does not oh, isn't, it, he, isn't it that he can like I transform will, into will other just, animals say, or something uh, no i i will say i will say two words to you and these are the only two words I will say. Space <laughs> Okay. Uh, Spitzers. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Tobias has a lot of stuff going on on the back end that you will not learn for like three years. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. No, and it's great. And it's one of the reasons that Tobias is my second favorite character. I cannot 
give any of the reasons that Tobias is my second favorite character because they are all spoilers. <laughs> huh. I, I just looked it up to make sure Spizzer wasn't a bad uh, accidental slur or anything. Apparently it's uh, ref- commonly referred to as an oil burner, rose globe, incense burner, glass bubble. <laughs> okay. Thank, well, thanks, okay. thanks, Urban Dictionary, well, for just making okay. sure I didn't accidentally say a bad word <laughs> when I. That, that's I, think, just, I think this is a. It's an ongoing thing a... that my friends and I do whenever we play like a space-based tabletop game, where if it's anything from space, we always do like SP and then some part of the other word. <laughs> I think this is a good first book in the series. I think that the writing is a little bit simplistic. I think it gets less so later yeah, on yeah for sure and i mean that's fine it is it is it is a, it is a series of books for 12 year olds but i do think that things yeah, get like, a little bit more and that makes sense complex, i mean like because like uh, we established that like Applegate had written like a few like romance novels before this so it's like definitely like mm-hmm. different in tone compared to that presumably unless those are also about doing guerrilla warfare against brain yeah. slugs somehow <laughs> what i what i mean is and this is totally to be expected what i mean is it reads very much like um this is this is written at very very obviously at a you know seventh oh, yeah, eighth yeah, grade yeah, sure. reading level. Yeah. Um, now it will still be written at a seventh or eighth grade reading level by the time we get to the end. However, it will not be as obvious that it is. Yeah, it gets a lot more complex yeah. just in terms of the writing style. Yeah. We're gonna keep that same yeah. sort of almost amateurish first chapter for basically the entire series but now that we don't have to do exposition Mm -hmm. anymore it's gonna get way more intense yeah i mean that that's just (laughs) in general like how like series design that kids goes like you have Mm -hmm. to onboard a bunch of stuff to establish it and then like later on it's like okay we can establish we can assume that anybody watching it at this point or reading at this point knows this stuff well one of one of the main themes of this series is to what extent is violence justified? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like in order to really get to the heart of that, she's going to have to get a little bit more complex. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not—it's not like how the kids um, immediately are going, "Well, fuck, we did a lot of murder, huh? Fuck!" Like they don't say—they don't go across that. They're yeah. just like, "Yeah, space bugs. It's fine." <laughs> well, it's no. I mean, except that one guy that Cassie, the, uh, not Cassie, he'll definitely yeeted into death. <laughs> the. These things are not treated by the series as morally neutral. Oh, yeah. They're not even treated as, as a good Yeah, like thing, at the moment, they're know? just not talking about the, it, but it's like, yeah, over time. They're, they're not talking about it because they they don't have that, like, they're still yeah. naive kids. And as time, they still think, they, oh, we can still yeah, hold like, on to our morality Apple while hasn't, Applegate hasn't grabbed them by, and... like, the shoulder and the legs and broken them over her yeah. heel yet. <laughs> or uh, her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's next. Will. Don't worry about it. Oh, and she will. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. It'd be really hard to break a person over your heel. Hey, Applegate. Hey, <laughs> Applegate loves. I don't know if she loves it, but she definitely seems to love, uh emotionally torturing these characters yeah yeah uh, and it, it's it's, it's like... good feeding ground for sympathy for characters like how a lot of my tabletop characters have some traumatic backgrounds don't worry okay. about it in book two which we are going to start covering next week rachel will be irrevocably broken and never the same again <laughs> yeah i mean she is the point of view character in this one so yeah and and these do go in cycles, so we will always have a Rachel. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I, I wasn't sure about I think, that. I think... If it always just follows like the same, it's the Avatar cycle, but for the Animorphs. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go yeah, in the same Jake, order. Rachel, goes... Tobias, um, Cassie, and then or sorry, and then Marco at the end. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah, and then after that, 
once this character enters, it will be asked. Yeah. I'm curious then um, if like the book but... I read a little bit of is actually the third book, since that's the first Tobias one. I'll be curious when I like read the first few yeah, chapters probably. if I re if I recognize any part of it. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that yeah. the Tobias one is a pretty common first book for people to pick up just because the bird looks cool. <laughs> would track with my like what yeah. like nine year old me would have picked up that one from the library then. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, ooh. The first one I picked up, like the first Animorphs book I ever read, you mm. want to know what it was? Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, and I'm, I'm gonna be so happy when we get to it, because it's such a, it's, it's, I think it's really like the entrance, it's, it's the entry into, um, hold on, I have to find the name of it. It's... <laughs> uh, it's the one that's Jake to fly. Oh, book six, yes. Book six, yes. That was the first one I read, and I think that's <laughs> oh, one of the, like, the entry into oh, the I, darker I, tone. I, I, I was waiting to see which one you said so I could see the cover. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that mid-form with like him looking yeah. like a fucking no, like, Jake... goblin or something. <laughs> that that book actually like legitimately disturbed me. Yeah, as a kid. absolutely, I'm, it's I'm horrifying. I am. So so excited for just, us to get to it because it's just it based on the name so and the caption of he's one of them now is like i think i might know where this uh -huh. fucking goes uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, yeah. just fucking um, break these kids no. applicate <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck up these teenagers i guess <laughs> i think uh I'm going to close out the episode here by just reading off our leaderboard. And if, if we're cool with that, I think that's how I'll close all <laughs> the episodes from now on since we've started okay. one. But uh, at the moment, Tobias is in, well, Axe is in last place because he's not here yet. But Tobias is in last place <laughs> of the participant participants with 0.5. And then we have Jake with one, Marco, Cassie, and Visser three all tied at two, and Rachel at five. <laughs> <laughs> all Taking right. an early lead. Well... Taking a very early, very large lead. Yeah, double of anybody else, at least. <laughs> Something tells me that's going to continue. <laughs> oh, yeah, so next week we will be starting book two. But in the meantime, I think there's not much left to say. But uh, remember, Zero did nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, I really do think Zero did nothing wrong. Uh, whoops, yeah, it's weird that I got, like, muted there for a sec, but, uh, I assume that Zero did nothing wrong, <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> oh, it's because my headset's almost dead, that's why. <laughs>